Hello and welcome to Church at Home. My name's Dan and if you're joining us as a regular uh, worshipper then you'll have noticed every time that Frank or Irene lead they always find amazing pictures to stand in front of. So today I've uh, stood in front of this one. It's Beverly Minster where we got married and in, it was painted by a friend of ours who's an artist and there were uh, maps of different places where we came from and even song lyrics in there. It's a beautiful piece. Admittedly, it's not Holminster, but it's, but it's a lovely picture, so hopefully I've met the high bar that they've set. Or wherever you are, wherever you're gathering to meet us for worship, welcome to Church at Home. As we begin, I know it's really hard to avoid the distractions all around us. I know that several people have told me that there are distractions all around them at home. But let's just for a moment pause and be thankful to God. What are we grateful for today? I asked a few of you that despite the fact we can't meet together in person, despite the incredibly challenging few months that we've had together, I asked what are you thankful and grateful for this week? I'm really grateful for being able to make even deeper connections with loved ones, family and friends, despite the distance and despite lockdown. Thank you, Lord God, for a peaceful haven in times of stress. What are we thankful for, Rupert? Because I want to be thankful. Oh, you, you're, we're thankful because you want to be thankful? Because I want to be thankful. Okay. Okay. I'm grateful for our garden. I'm grateful for our grandchildren and being able to play tennis. And I'm thankful for this brightly coloured fence. Now I realise you don't all have brightly coloured fences, but you do all have neighbours. And that's what this fence represents. But just a few months ago before lockdown, Many of them I perhaps knew only by name, but now I can call genuine friends. And as we saw in that video, that we all live in scattered homes from across, all over really, across the city and beyond. But we are all one church, and we come together as one in Christ today, with much to be thankful and grateful for. So let's set aside the next 20 minutes or so as we pray and God speaks to us. And although we can't gather together in person, we can pray together. Let everything be said and done in the name of the Lord Jesus. Giving thanks to God through Jesus Christ. Sing psalms, hymns and sacred songs. Let us sing to God with thankful hearts. Open our lips, Lord, and we shall praise your name. Amen.
As we celebrate and give thanks that Christ alone is our cornerstone, we can take great hope in that promise and also in his word. And in a few moments, Robin, our church, one of our church wardens, will be opening God's word for us. And uh, he said something to me this week, and it stuck with me, because it could have been me saying it to him, that he was in desperate need of a haircut. Well, after Robin, You'll hear from Bishop Frank, our interim minister, as he reflects on that reading. And you'll be pleased to know he has had a haircut. The reading is taken from Matthew chapter 9, beginning to read at verse 38. Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and illness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them, because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plenty, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Jesus called his twelve disciples to him, and gave them authority to drive out impure spirits and to heal every disease and illness. These are the names of the twelve apostles. First, Simon, who is called Peter, and his brother Andrew, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew the tax collector, James, son of Alphaeus, and Thaddeus, Simon the zealot, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. These twelve Jesus sent out with the following instructions. Do not go among the Gentiles or enter any town of the Samaritans. Go rather to the lost sheep of Israel. As you go, proclaim this message. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Heal those who are ill, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, 
drive out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I've often been tempted with the thought as I've heard a familiar passage of scripture. Oh, I know what this is all about. And the words that Robin read for us just a few moments ago are one of those passages. I've learned that familiarity should lead me rather into paying much closer attention uh, to what I may have missed. We think of the passage that uh, we've heard today as our service suggests to be about Jesus sending out the twelve and of course it is. But I ask the question, why did Jesus do that? What's the backstory? As we probe deeper, we discover that Jesus had compassion for the crowds. And that was a response which set him apart from so many of his contemporaries. To others, the crowd was a problem, but Jesus saw them through godly eyes and that would change anyone's view. What then did Jesus see in the crowd? Or to be more accurate, what didn't he see? He didn't see the wise companionship of a shepherd that experienced, courageous and sure-footed one who would make sure that the sheep were provided for. Perhaps Jesus was mulling over Psalm 23 and knowing the qualities of leadership that would be expected from such a wonderful Old Testament passage. In Jesus' mind's eye, a plan emerged, a bold and a risky plan to call that small group of 12 who had been his companions to send them out to answer the need that his compassionate eye had seen, to become shepherds to the crowd. In these days, when our city is stirring back to life like a giant awakening from sleep, people will start to come out again, to shop and to sightsee, to meet and explore and to reclaim our now quiet streets and squares. None of us will know what this will be like, but our reading today invites us to look with that compassionate eye and to see how Jesus might see. I, for one, was surprised by the sudden announcement which came last Sunday night that places of worship would soon be allowed to reopen. Since then, we have been considering and planning what our response should be. In reality, the announcement tells us more what we can't do. There will be no gathering for worship, no tourists or general visitors, no opportunity to come and sit and have a coffee or visit the shop or enjoy one of the events we host in Holminster. But we will be invited to welcome those individuals and households who want to come to pray. 
Robert Jenrick, the government's community secretary, reminded the nation on Sunday that places of worship contribute to the common good by offering places of solace, comfort, stability and dignity. What an invitation that offers us to respond as shepherds that Jesus looked for to, ask, to act in his name. We recall that Jesus' imagination was triggered as he looked at the crowd. So we pray that we may have godly inspiration as we put down plans to meet the need in the coming weeks. For those of us who are itching to return to the familiar and safe place we have known in the past, can we, for now, concentrate our energy prayerfully on those who will come in, many of whom will have been through traumatic events during the lockdown. We will be asking a small number of people to be a welcoming team each day that the minister is open. They will need a lot of practical support and will certainly value our prayers as we quietly uphold them in their vital task. As we engage afresh with this great city and its people, we are beginning a new chapter in the long history of our church. Can we pray that as Jesus triggered a movement with those 12, which went on to transform the world, our response might be to be accompanied by the renewal of the Holy Spirit, so that our neighbours might not be harassed and helpless, but be people loved by God, strengthened, refreshed and reborn for their own future. May God bless us as we reopen in due course. great that Frank has helped us think through the backstory behind that passage and also that invitation for us to play a prayerful part in re-engaging and um, recognising that the city is going to be awoken from sleep and that we have a prayerful part to play within that. So now we're going to turn to a time of prayer and response. Ollie Wilson, a member of the Church Council and a regular at the 6.30 service, will be leading us now in our time of prayer. Let's pray. Father, as we look around us at the world, we are so conscious of people suffering, injustice, anger and pain. This week we think in particular of the protests around the UK and beyond against the evil of racism. We are sorry for so often being silent on this issue, it has taken so much uproar to move us to speak and act on it. Father, please forgive us for any part we've played in discriminating against others, whether actively or implicitly by supporting unfair systems. God of justice and peace, help us to do your work in bringing both of these about for black and minority ethnic communities in our country, the US and elsewhere. Open our eyes to our faults and to these injustices. Open our ears to the cries of people who are suffering. 
Help us to listen to their stories, complaints and demands. Open our minds and keep us from all hatred or willful ignorance. Help us to learn and inspire us to imagine a better and more inclusive future. Open our hearts. Would you move each of us as individuals, your church and wider society to have compassion for those who are left behind? Open our mouths and give us the courage to speak out against racism and injustice and to speak up for the oppressed. Help us to proclaim the hope, promise and love of Jesus. And open our hands that letting go of anything that would hold us back when we act to bring that hope, promise and love to fruition in our homes, communities, country and world. We pray too for those suffering physically, emotionally or financially from the COVID-19 pandemic, which has laid bare so many of the same injustices in our society. Lord, would you lift up those who've been laid low, safeguard the vulnerable and bless our key workers. Thank you for the work that the Minster has been able to do these past few months. We lift Frank, Irene, Dan and Mark to you with the rest of the staff team and volunteers. Please refresh them. We pray too for Reverend Dominic Black and his family as they prepare to join us next month. Help them as they make this transition under such strange circumstances and guide Dominic as he prepares to lead our church forward. Please help us to meet the practical, spiritual and financial challenges of the coming months with your vision and priorities. And we ask you to give us wisdom, patience and compassion for our neighbours so that we can live your way in these difficult times. Please give that same wisdom, patience and compassion to the leaders in our church, government and wider world as they try and navigate paths through this crisis. As Jesus sent out his apostles, he told them to proclaim that the kingdom of God has drawn near. Lord, we are sorry for the times when we've been so preoccupied with our present that we've forgotten your promises of peace. Please help us to put you at the centre of everything we do. Even when things appear dark, help us to hold on to the truth of your love and care. And in doing so, would our lives shine your light to the people around us, because your kingdom has drawn near to us. We draw our prayers together with the words that Jesus taught us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. There's an awful lot going on in the life of Holminster, even though we're not able to gather together in person today. So I would encourage you to uh, go online on holminster.org on our website and you can see our weekly updates on there if you're not already receiving them via email. And do keep in touch with us, we'd love to hear how you're doing on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. One of the opportunities that we can do as well is to acknowledge our financial giving and we give thanks that many people are still able to give to the ongoing mission and ministry online. And to do so, you can visit our website and click on Donate. The psalm for today is Psalm 100. I'm going to read that psalm before our final hymn. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. 
know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. So with joyful and cheerful voices, we sing to the Lord, all people that on earth do dwell. So as our worship draws to a close now, I'd love to invite you to carry on having a conversation with us, whether that be one of our different Zoom groups or on social media, or perhaps you'd appreciate a phone call from one of the team. Whatever works best for you, do get in touch with us. Either contact us, ring the office or email us 
or contact us through social media and we'll make sure to be in touch. Our closing prayer for our worship gathering today is uh, one that's encouraged to be said facing the open church doors. Now obviously we don't have physical doors, uh, certainly don't have church doors in our homes, but uh, we can pray these words in our hearts. And just as Jesus said to those first 12 disciples, go and take Christ into our world. To a troubled world, peace from Christ. To a searching world, love from Christ. To a waiting world, hope from Christ. Amen.